This evening, I want us to think about um, whether being a Christian makes you miserable or whether it makes you happy. Because there are lots of people in our world today who think that religious people are miserable people. Religious people are very serious, very down. And I'm thinking of this in particular with our Lord's words in this text, where he says you have to put following him before everything else. Well, if we really do that, if we really do put him before everything else, even before loving your mother and father, is that going to leave you happy or leave you sad? So in the text, we heard the Lord Jesus say, whoever loves father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And this is a tough text. Do I love my family or do I love God first? So let me first, very briefly, try and what does this text actually mean? Well, first it means very simply, it's kind of specifying the first commandment, the greatest commandment. If you remember when the Lord Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, the first and the greatest commandment is this to love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and strength. Now, if God is your all, then clearly he's got to be more than your family. Secondly, we might note that if you recognise God as God, if you recognise that he is the creator, the sustainer, if he is the one who at this very second is holding you in existence, then when you realise what God is, then obviously God is even more to be loved than your family. But that said, an authentic love of God is not in competition with loving your family, but actually will make you love your family better. So when I love my mother or love my friend or love my neighbour, in reality I love them selfishly, I love them poorly, I love them incompletely. God loves my mother perfectly. God loves my friend immensely, infinitely. If I love them the way God loves them, I'm going to love them better, not love them less. So by loving God first, I actually transform the way I love everybody else. That these aren't two things in opposition, that putting love of God first actually makes me love everyone else better. So yes, the Lord very obviously is saying we must put him first. But that isn't going to cause you to put others less. It's just going to make you love them differently. Now let me come back to my opening thought. Does putting God first make you happy or make you sad? Because if this is what the Lord is saying, and it does seem like a, a tough saying, prefer him to everything, what's it going to do to your life? Well, as Catholics, the obvious way we answer a question like that is we look to the people who actually did do that. 
namely the saints. The saints put God first. What were they like? Did the saints put God first and then kind of spend the rest of their life regressing it? Did the saints put God first and then live rather serious, sober, boring lives? No. There's an old saying, the saints were not sad. The saints were not sad. Now, I was trying to think how to express this, and I want to give some examples of uh, the sense of humour that we see in many of the saints, because this indicates, I think, the, the life and the joy that flows out of them. So some of the counsellors here will already heard me say some of these examples. But St. Philip Neri, one of my favourites, um, he shaved half his beard off uh, as a joke, which you can see I took some inspiration from that this afternoon. Um, St. Philip Neri also used to make some of his penitents. He would assign them the penance of having to take a disagreeable cat he had out for a walk. <coughs> then St. Lawrence. Um, St. Lawrence was martyred, early, um, one of the early Christians martyred. Um, he was put to death by the emperor because the emperor didn't find his joke funny. Um, but even as he was being martyred, even as he was being roasted alive on a kind of big gridiron, kind of like you'd cook a hamburger, um, halfway through that, he cracked a joke and said, turn me over, I'm done on this side. Even in death, manifesting humour. Then a third example of a saint with a sense of humour, St. Francis. St. Francis of Assisi, who we look to as the great uh, exemplar of poverty. Um, I think one occasion he, he uh, commanded one of the brothers who was being a bit disagreeable, being disobedient. He said, I command you to go and preach in your underwear, um, which must have looked quite a sight. Um, but then St. Francis, having done that, felt so bad about having commanded him to do that. He then went and did the same, stripped down to his underwear, and the two of them were in the courtyards of Assisi. Um, you can only imagine what that would have looked like, um, or perhaps try and not imagine what that would have looked like. Um, there are lots of examples we can look to. The saints enjoyed life, the saints loved life, the saints, among other things, they had a sense of humour. Let me put that in reverse and think, there are some people who are really just full of themselves and someone who's just full of himself, taking himself very seriously, people don't pay enough attention to me, people don't taking themselves very seriously, they're not very fun people to be around. They're not even fun for themselves. Whereas someone who is self-giving, who is always thinking about others, just has a kind of lightness about them. Someone who is always loving other people just manifests a kind of joyful, carefree attitude that thinking about other people frees you, leaves you happier. And the saints were like that. They weren't full of themselves. They were full of others. They were full of love. And if we want to ask very simply, why were the saints full of joy? Because they were full of love. And the fruit 
of love is joy. The person with love in their heart has joy in his heart. If a guy asks a girl on a date and the girl says yes, you don't need to ask him to be happy. He just is happy. To be in love is to be joyful. And the more we have love, the more we have joy. The greater the love, the greater the joy. And the greatest of all loves, namely the greatest good that is God, that brings the greatest joy in our heart. And that's why the saints were joyful. The Lord Jesus says we must prefer him to everything else. And if we prefer him to everything else, if we have him, we have the most important thing we need. There are two things it said that a person needs to be kind of healthy, balanced, happy. You need spiritually, psychologically, what do you need? You need to feel loved and you need to feel that your life has a sense of purpose. And if you know the Lord Jesus, you know that you are loved. If you know the Lord Jesus, you know that he has a purpose for your life. To know him, is to know, to have the most important thing. And that's why it's worth preferring him to all the other loves in this world. So to summarise that, if we want to have the joy, if we want to have the humour, if we want to have the lightness of the saints, then we must put God first. St. Benedict puts it, prefer absolutely nothing to the love of Christ. And if we do that, then we will be living out the first and the greatest commandment to love God above all things. And we will know, we will receive the promise that the Lord made in this passage as he does so often of his rewards, that anyone who loses his life, including losing it by not preferring those things to him, whoever loses his life will find it.